Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation, a discussion among business executives on leadership and management topics that affects today's leaders. We have been focused on coaching in recent podcasts, such as, When Do You Need a Coach? And it brought to my mind to ask you, the coaches, when do you need a coach? It's a great question. Um, I'll, I'll lead us out of the gate with that one. So a coach needs a coach because our job is to provide a framework and a perspective for somebody else to, to explore their challenges, their issues, the stuff that they're up against. Um, and in order to get to the other side of, of some of those development challenges or some of just the circumstantial challenges that people are up against, um, they're going to have to do some hard work and they're going to have to do some heavy lifting. And I think it's a reasonable assumption that your coach should have the experience of doing that hard work and heavy lifting too. We should always be doing our own work. We should always be um, clearing the path so that when, for instance, if I sit down with a, with a senior executive and um, they need to work on their conflict avoidance skills, they need to be better at having tough conversations with their employees. I need a really good working knowledge of what I'm asking them to do. And if I don't have any experience of working my own issues, I'm kind of flying blind. I'm, I'm, I might be cavalier in the suggestions that I make because I may not have a, a, a good kind of uh, understanding of, of how difficult that, that work really is. Well, and what I'm, what I'm hearing in, in, please correct me if I'm wrong, but what I, I'm, what's at the core of all of this is credibility. Yes. And, and, and in order to be a credible coach, you have had to have had, again, some experience. I mean, you don't have, again, don't have to be a CEO, or, but you've had to have experience in a leadership role in order to be a credible coach. I believe that's true. And I think it goes beyond that. You have to, to, to just mainline it. You have to have had the experience of tackling your own demons and wrestling them to the floor with the help of somebody you trust. Right there, there are challenges. We're we're all beset with challenges, personal and professional. Um, you know, I know people that are terrified of the dentist. Do you know? And so that remains an unresolved issue for them. There are people that deal with financial insecurity, and that remains an unresolved issue. Um, any coach worth their salt should be looking at their own issues, deciding what's getting in the way, and then seeking appropriate help, counsel, advice, sounding board, accountability to get those issues right. taken care of. So it goes beyond just um, things that are more surface, like having the experience or walking into the role. And, you know, you either have the experience of tackling your own demons right. or you don't. Well, I think it's more than just having the experience is having having a coach while you're getting that experience. When I have all the insurance experience that I do have, I'm very fortunate that during all that experience in underwriting uh, at an insurance company, I had a very, very valuable person. He happened to be the CEO who took the time to sit down and talk with me on a, you know, a monthly basis about what am I learning? How is this applying? So he coached me 
in being more of an insurance professional. I probably have more than just that one person, but that, I mean, that's, that's more than just having experience at doing something. Did you have any coaching while you were doing your underwriting? Well, and that kind of goes back to what, what we were talking about earlier in the, the whole premise of, of the podcast. It's a conversation. In other words, you're not off on your own being an underwriter. You've got someone who, who you can reflect with and discuss some of those, those learning episodes. You know, it brings to mind something for me. What People that are new or young in their careers are, are, are in that learning phase. You know, Jim, Jim you were when, when you were a new underwriter and you had somebody that took you, on, you know, took you under his wing and helped you kind of incorporate that knowledge. Um, and, and I think some of us, a lot of us look back on our careers really fondly to that time when, mm-hmm. you know, we were, mm-hmm. we were young and fresh faced and new in the organization. And there were people that were there to help and support us. And as you get to mid career and late career and higher levels of, of position and responsibility, I think one of the things that can make us stale is the lack of those kinds of people, it, you know, and, it, and it's not about having, those people all move on and and so do we, but you should always be seeking out opportunities to use somebody with a different perspective as a sounding board, because that's what those folks did for us. And if you think you get to some level in your career where you've got it figured out enough that you don't need those people, that's when I think you start to get bored. I think you start to get stale. I hope I never get to that point in my career. I do too. That that's why we all have coaches. I mean, that's right. why we all have, you know, people that that are going to hold our feet to our to the fire and say, "Hey, you know, um you're not ready to get stale yet. You're not ready to ride off into the sunset. You still have work to do. You can still have influence and impact and um let's ro- roll up your sleeves. Let's get busy. Let's figure out what we're going to work on." Yeah, and I think that a coach often comes up with quote, quote unquote assignments for the person that they're coaching. Hey, go off and do this or do that. But I think the coach needs to have gone through it as well before because they don't know what they're really assigning until they (laughs) actually go through it. For example, I mean, uh, a 360 or a Hogan. You know, you gain a lot of credibility, you know, as a coach when you're sitting down with the person that you're coaching and you too have gone through that same instrument, right. and you know what your uh, you know, weaknesses are. You know what your strong points are, so you can actually tell that to the individual, and then they can actually kind of connect with you. And they, it doesn't look like it's a um, uh, stilted, you know, uh, kind of an academic uh, conversation. No, this is a real conversation. It, 360 is a, is a great example of um, bringing that perspective to the table. And I'll, I'll tell you my own experience. Um, we've all gone through a 360, or at least most right. of the people listening to this podcast have been run down the, the gauntlet of, you know, having your peers rate you and, and getting that feedback in black and white, anonymously shrouded. And uh, I have too. And one of the most difficult uh, junctures or points in my career was I had to figure out was when I had to figure out what to do with that feedback. Like I'm looking at all of these comments and, and some of them are helpful. Some of them are hurtful. 
Um, I, I don't know exactly where I go next with this. Right. And, and that is a completely overwhelming piece. Like some of the comments that might have been less constructive and a little more hurtful. Who said it? How do I clean it up? What do I do if I can't get back to the person? If I had not gone through that experience myself, I would not be in a position of being to being able to help other people through that when right. they're the ones sitting there with the comments and the ratings, overwhelmed by the data. Um, that takes a heavy lift of empathy to be able to say, okay, we're going to go through this. Mm-hmm. We're going to pull out the things that are meaningful the things that are not constructive and not helpful, we're just. I had one of my clients pull out a black marker and redact them right out of the document. Like this is not helpful. This is not constructive. There is nothing that you can do with this. So I personally am going to give you permission to let this go the way I wish someone would have right. given me permission to let this go when I was up against that. Well, and I think that also a coach. Uh, if they're really worth their salt, are asking very good and deep questions. Well, again, you're only as good at asking the questions as you are answering difficult questions. So you have to have participated in an exercise where you have had to dig deep and answer questions if you're asking someone else that question. I remember my one of the coaches that... I think a lot of, an awful lot of, is Marshall Goldsmith. He once told me, he said, when you were growing up, Jim, who were you? And I thought, what are you talking about? And he said, well, what kind of role did you play? And so he took me down this road, kind of realizing my, you know, role in society. And it caused me to think about very specific things that were showing up. Well, that helps me when I have a conversation with someone I'm coaching to deal with difficult, you know, questions. Like, how do you measure yourself today as a husband, as a father, as a professional? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can only be as good as I've gone through those difficult questions before. So I know how tough this is going to be on you. That that kind of brings up to me another question. In this time of COVID, there's been an emphasis on business leadership models on the internet. But unless we have someone to help guide us through that maze, then it's just information. Right. And and what, what what I, especially Jim, what I heard you say with your conversation with Marshall Goldsmith and your other coaches is they help guide you through information that you already had. They were able to strip away a lot of, of the extraneous material that, that and helped you focus on what was real and what was needed. And that's what I see lacking in the, the, the techno world out there is a lot of information, but nobody's there to help guide you through that information. And that to me is what a coach helps you do. Yeah. Well, I think that also you can you can go to the internet and you can go to books and you can go to any resource and you can become academically sound at any subject. But I I will actually reinforce that word academically, not realistically sound. Like the first thing that comes to my mind, Rick, when you actually mention that is, you know, a doctor doesn't learn to be a doctor 
by just reading books and reading things online. Otherwise, all of us would be doctors. <laughs> we can all self-diagnose. <laughs> you know, well, and here's the other thing. The higher you get in any organization, the less you're going to find your answer in a website or a book. Right. Um, and again, I like to use stories and, and real people and real examples. One of the most robust coaching conversations I had with an executive, and he said, you know, I'm really struggling, but it's not with the stuff you and I've talked about. It's completely different. And I said, what's what's going on? And he said, uh, the, the, the whole issue that's coming up in the culture of these protests and I don't I don't know where to go with any of that. And and he said, I don't know. Quite honestly, here's the raw question. Um, if I avoid that as a topic with my team and with my staff, mm-hmm. does that say something? And if I decide to walk into that topic, how right. in the world do I do that and keep my people shrouded in the kind of safe environment that is required to have that conversation? I, w- I will tell you, you're not going to find the answer to that in a book. Right. Um, books and resources and, 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 you know, websites are great for providing answers. Assuming that you know what the question is. Right. And assuming you know where to go to get the information. What I'm noticing in my coaching practice, and Jim would absolutely say the same thing. Ron would say exactly the same thing. When people come to us for coaching, it's because they don't have an answer. And neither do we. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee Williams had a great quote that was um, that I that I love that I always remember in coaching, which is, "Life is an unanswered question, but let's still believe in the dignity and importance of the question." Having a coach. And being a coach helps us wrestle with that level of dignity and importance because most of the challenges we have are not immediately answerable. Jim, Tom, thank you for the conversation today. There were several good points to reflect on. Join us next time as we continue the conversation on leadership.